Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. I'm Charles Firth. And, and I'm Dom Knight. Yay! Hello. Hello. We're sitting on your balcony again, Charles. This is such a... Such a lovely way for um, us to enjoy the podcast, but also the neighbourhood. Mm. And we're very audible by the street, so we better be careful what we say. Yes, and this podcast is just going off at the moment. The amount of listener feedback we've had during the week about the earlier episodes that we had, especially Monday and Tuesday's episode, we've got a lot of really great ideas. Yeah, it's uh, because you keep telling people that our email address is podcast.chaser.com.au. <laughs> oh, shit. No, but they, they, more. they keep texting me on my phone line, which is 0419282188. Oh, yes, that's right. And it's, um, it's actually very useful because I don't have to check my email. I'm not giving my phone number out. So you, <laughs> you can do that. You did that on national television, you, yeah. you attention seek you. Well, we've got some listener feedback. Um, and look, there's some fascinating news stories. Charles, uh, Megan and Harry, not big fans of satire, it turns out. When they're the target. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. Has, has South Park turned their attention? Just a little bit. Plus, there's great news for unfit people. Oh, that's great. That's certainly for me. So let's start with Megan and Harry. This is mm. um, uh, South Park, as it as it tends to do, lampooned the Duke and D- Duchess of Sussex, saying that they were going on a world privacy tour, essentially. <laughs> going which is, which all, is a, everywhere, we, saying, get out of stop paying, stop interfering in our lives. And at one point, they let off fireworks <laughs> and annoy some of the, the boys who are trying to just do their homework, doing fireworks and to demand that people not pay attention to them. Yes. Well, that's, that is actually a chaser headline, which is, you know, Harry takes to podcast, book, and TV to demand more privacy. But that's, uh, you know, it's great. Yeah, they fly around with um, Mm. signs, we want our privacy and stop looking at us. And they're also um, parodying a book that looks a lot like Prince Harry's book, Spare, Mm. which is called Wow. (laughs) You've lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Where? Yes, that's right, friend. So you hate journalists. That's right. And now you wrote a book that reports on the lives of the royal family. Right. So you're a journalist. Yeah. Uh, in a quote from Newsweek, it's hard <laughs> to know how to re- how do you respond to being made fun of. Um, Surely you just laugh at it and look like you're just, you know, cool. a well-adjusted, cool person. Yeah, who can laugh at you and see yeah. the ridiculous side of it. It's like in the playground when you get mm. made fun of. You don't yes. You don't then buy into it and go, I'm telling the teacher on That's you. That's how I first got into comedy, which I realised <laughs> if I made fun of myself first, it would yeah. defer the bubs. Well, their spokesperson told Newsweek, this is baseless and and boring. Oh, yes, that is a good. That is that. That's the thing that they always throw at you. Oh, actually, they're really boring nowadays. Or unfunny is the other one. That... Do you remember when um, Ben Lee came on the podcast last year? It yes. was a very enjoyable episode. I actually really liked meeting Ben Lee. But his response to our very old song making mm. fun of him, which you know, not necessarily the the, the sharpest attack ever. It was a little, little bit of a side swipe. Mm. But his whole thing was. 
think this wasn't funny enough. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm into making fun of Ben Lee, but you could have gone so much further, guys. And he see, didn't, that's, it, see, he didn't elaborate how uh, mm. or what jokes he would have made about himself, but just like my problem with it was, you know, just could have been better. And it made me think, is it really your problem with it, Ben? Is that is it? The... But he did then duet on it but with Andrew several times, which was very entertaining. I think that this is um, Megan and Harry's strategy should be to go, it doesn't go far enough, let's actually do a satirical world tour oh, demanding privacy. You know what they should to, do? Yeah. They should do a parody of themselves where they play themselves for Netflix. Yeah. Don't they owe Netflix like 10 shows? <laughs> That'd be a much better thing to do. It would actually make them endearing. If if the people who were front and centre doing the best job of taking the piss out of Meghan and Harry in the world were Meghan and Harry, yes. I would be – because I've got major issues with them right now. I, I think – South Park's pretty much spot on. They are very annoying and boring about wanting to be left alone. Make fun of yourselves. Do you think that actually they ha- have been being satirical? Oh. That Prince Harry's book was actually a satire. Like, it's called Spare. Hmm. Like, it's such a sort of wi- whiny thing for a prince, yes. a fucking prince, to sort of complain. Yeah, I mean, the rebuttal to every single objection he makes is, mm. but, but you're an incredibly wealthy prince. Mm. Frozen penis, sure. I mean, we've all been there. Yeah. But also, I mean, there, there was the whole mum dying thing, which is... Yeah, that wasn't... I mean, that's universally I mean, that, that bad, does, but, he, but he still was a prince. It does. That's how they should have responded. This is trampling on Diana's legacy. That's Ooh, how... Oh, yeah. South Park. Princess, <laughs> Princess Di would have been very upset with South Park. Yes. Have they made fun of Princess Diana? Is that is that the one sacred cow they won't touch? Because we have. I don't think there are any sacred cows. I've been actually re-watching early episodes of South Park with my kids. Yeah, right. Because they're not quite old enough yet, <laughs> so they <laughs> love it. And, oh, my God, there are some good episodes. It is such sharp satire. They've just hit 25 years. It's extraordinary. And um, there's, there's even a couple of episodes where Kenny doesn't die. Remember oh, right. Kenny yeah, used yeah. to yeah, die all the time? Sort of yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine if we in The Chaser had actually decided on a good format of television that we w- w- apparently we did. thought we were good at making. War on everything. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah. And what if we'd actually just kept making it? You mean for more than three seasons? For more than, if we'd actually just kept doing the thing that we seemed to be good at and people liked us doing mm. instead of everyone nah. going, oh, I'm so over-topical. Would, oh, let's write some yeah. timeless narrative pro- comedy. <laughs> yeah, and us going, oh, the problem with topical, of course, is that you just run out of ideas after you a while. Because <laughs> Which you don't. Because no, because it's There's always new stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. And look, much love to, mm. to the collaborators who wanted to push themselves creatively and try new things. Was it a good strategy <laughs> after all these years? I mean, it, I don't Dom, know that. Well, they've, they've gone off to, I mean, they probably had more interesting lives. Yeah, with, yeah. with more free time. Yeah, more regret. Yeah. Look, more, more grist for the meal. I, I always the, like their novels, anyone. Their, their end-of-life novels, memoirs <laughs> yeah. will be. Anyone who does what, you know, f- follows their creative dream, even if it turns out to be <laughs> ill-advised, it's very, very, it's a good thing to see. So well done. Well done to them. Um, okay. That, well, that sounds good. We've solved the Harry and Megan problem. Yeah, I, no. I'd like to see, actually. A, Should we invite them on the podcast? Megan and Harry? To rebut. Yeah. I think we say, look, you come on Australia's leading satirical yes. podcast because I don't yes. think there is any other and, one. And you can maintain your privacy because no one listens to this <laughs> podcast. Actually, that's not entirely true. We do have lots of yeah, listeners. I know. It's, feedback, it's very we'll get, weird. That, we'll get to. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing is, Charles, now this is really wonderful news for, for the likes of me. Uh, F45 
Oh, yes. They're going bankrupt left, right. I mean, who thought it was a fad? <laughs> Just because they they cropped up everywhere like like mm. some sort of COVID. So wait a minute, are they selling off all their equipment? Yes, they're selling. Their, oh right, oh, they're great. selling their dumbbells on Facebook <laughs> Marketplace apparently. Well, but my understanding, uh, look, I've never been to F forty five, but um, my understanding of F forty five is that actually. They don't use dumbbells. They they use things like old tractor tires and, do, yeah. and chains and things like that. Mm. So I'm sure that will go for a, a plenty sum on eBay. I have lots of fun setting an old tractor tire on fire. You know, the idea was it's called functional training, right? So the idea is that you, rather than just using dumbbells, which you would never lift in real life, you do mm. things that you would also never lift in real life, <laughs> like chains and old tra- tractor tires. You don't yeah. live on a fucking farm. So, but this does this mean we don't have to exercise anymore because it's gone out of fashion? Because it's financially unviable. Well, <laughs> ironically, it's easier than ever because you can get a kettlebell for two dollars a kilo, apparently on and Facebook Marketplace. Do you have to pay for delivery? Because there's a whole lot of people who are going to get buff. I think they get a buying buff. buying equipment on on uh, eBay and then having to. Um, Cart it off. Yeah, yeah. You, you carry it from the car to your garage and then never use it again. <laughs> never that's, use it again. No, but the whole concept yeah. was it's only 45 minutes. It's different every day. How is that a concept? How, in what, so, so it was 45. Just, F45. No, just, just in, Functional just 45. Hear me out. The, the, no one holds a copyright on the number 45 minutes. Like uh, any other gym. In fact, actually, I've got a really good idea. It should have been F44. Oh, yes. <laughs> Everyone would have. Oh, wow. That sounds less. Well, why don't we start a gym? You would have like gone for F5. That. F5. Just, yeah. You come in, like, it's a yes. really good five minutes. And we'll, like, you we'll, go hard for five minutes. We'll get all the equipment for yeah, F45. Yeah, all the old for, kettlebells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F5. I love it. F5. And, it's very good for leveraging but, your time if you're time poor. Yeah, very. And because of that efficiency, it costs the same price. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> it's the same value. Because yeah. it was. I looked at it once or twice because just because it was trendy, you know. Yeah, I love wasting <laughs> money on things that I go to. Your aspiration, yeah, I'm aspirational. I aspire to be the kind of person who could afford to go to F45, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's it was like sixty dollars or seventy dollars a week, some ridiculous amount of money. That's someone. That's a listener sending feedback. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, so that- the point is, never join a gym or try and get fit because we'll just all end in insolvency. Um. Yeah. Mind you. Uh, I would say that gyms are a leading indicator of recession. Because oh, yeah. what is the first thing that, you know, you're going through your, your monthly credit card yeah, and you go, you know, should I cut out the six ninety nine Prime Video subscription? Should I cut oh, out God, no. the... Nine ninety ninety, or should I cut the, out the three thousand dollar a month F forty five fees? Well, the other thing is, I suppose the difficulty though is that by the time, so what I presume has happened is that yes. people have cancelled their gym contracts. Yes, but they cancelled it twelve months ago. Yeah. It took them so long. <laughs> yes, F forty five to stop charging them. Yes, that it's only now that it's starting to bite the gyms. It's probably, they probably mm. cancelled it I during the lockdown. Didn't a whole lot of Hollywood stars buy F forty five? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yes, bought into F45. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Never take uh, investment advice from Mark Wahlberg. Very wise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. 
If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Chaser Report. Now with extra whispers. Okay, so now we get to the the goods. Yeah. uh, Which is the... We've had a lot of constructive feedback uh, from... Topics earlier in the week, and I'll, I'll all, just go all texted to Charles. I don't see this stuff till now. It's I think it's because I've yeah, because I've got my phone number out there. Um, it's sort of more useful. So somebody pointed out. I, I think her name was Kelly, but although this might be defamatory if it wasn't Kelly. Um, if people die of silicosis, mm. oh it, no, people listen to that episode. It solves. I was hoping they wouldn't. It solves the housing problem. Oh, because there's less people. And so mm. they're less, less demand for housing solves the housing problem, right? That's true. Very dark, but very the, true. Very right? dark. Now, look, but I think it's a very on-brand way for capitalism to solve the housing crisis as well. Right. Like, oh, well, we'll just, um, you know, create a whole lot of new kitchen tops that will get yes. rid of people, you know, installing it and therefore less housing. Would we anyway, call that an efficiency, a market efficiency? Yeah, I think Philip Lowe would actually get on board. Uh, he would. With, with that idea. Anyway, so <clears throat> taking up that idea, I decided to call the housing minister, Ju- oh, wow. Julie Collins, um, and I, I called her office earlier today. And my pitch was, look, we've got a couple of solutions. Like, I think I, I've... I've got the solution to the housing crisis, mm. but we've also got some some listeners who've got some really good suggestions for oh, how good. to how to reduce demand on housing, and um, and they still haven't called me back. So um, yeah, so well, their, their inbox is probably snowed by people who mm. can't. Oh no, no, find I didn't. No, no, no I, I talked to a very lovely woman who assured me that Julie Collins would call me back, and uh, they, well, and and I think the, the thing to know is that uh, clearly. You know, when you ring up the government and tell them that you've got the solution to the housing crisis, they mm. don't want to listen. They don't want to know about the back it. Of the queue. Probably because they've all got negative geared their houses and don't want to, you know, don't, don't want to solve it. I imagine that's true. Well, I mean, clearly this is the solution, mm. not not to the housing crisis for everybody, but mm. for the few you and me's, we should go and become senators in Canberra <laughs> yeah, right. and just, just get just negative very, geared properties. Very good solution. And because yep. they don't, the beauty of being, I don't know how this hasn't been stopped. But all you do is you get your partner to buy a house and then you get the government to rent it off them. I mean, to me, that sounds... Corrupt. I, I would use the word fraud, but apparently that's yeah. an entitlement. <laughs> uh, so the next one was uh, about, you know how I made a call out for, or we made a call out for um, ideas of how to get around that, you know, the Woolies checkout that films Oh, you, yes, the, the big brother, big brother yeah. checkout, yeah. And this guy... Um, well, the problem is his solution is a little bit incoherent, but basically it, uh, it, it involved taking around a portable printer. And oh. So what you do is you, you – I, th- I think his idea was you scan in a cheaper barcode and then you use the printer <laughs> in store to print out a new barcode and then put it on a more expensive good oh. and therefore you sort of – like it sort of, I don't know why. Uh, so is this? I'm getting a bit confused. So are you saying his solution to make 
groceries cheaper yes, is to buy a portable printer <laughs> yes. and ink cartridges, which are the most expensive thing in the world. Take it to Woolies. Yes. So you're taking photos yes. of barcodes of like, you know, five cent lollies or whatever the cheapest thing is you can find. Yes. You then print them out in the store. <laughs> yes. Oh, nobody notices. Yes. Cut them yes. out and stick well, them onto the product. Right. He, in fairness, he did identify the fact that people would probably notice you're doing it as, yeah. as one of the key flaws. But, but Dom, hear me out. Hmm. In order to buy the printer, all you have to do is buy a printer and print out a barcode for the printer. <laughs> and then you can buy a cheap printer. You just call it, I don't know, onions or something. So, uh, unless the woolly staff notice you photographing goods <laughs> and then pr- using quite a noisy <laughs> printer in the aisle. But then again, they've got fewer yeah. staff because they've sacked them all for the yeah, that's to right. bring in the cheaper yeah, I don't think I don't think... The AI has been programmed to go, oh, that's a printer guy. <laughs> you know, like, I don't. Mm, okay. We're, we're at least a few months ahead of that. That so would completely go. work in the unlikely event that no one detected you doing it. Brilliant. Okay. And then the, the Coles Woolworths thing stirred up a lot of actually um, just other comments about Coles and Woolworths and how shit they are. Mm. And apparently there's just terrible conditions for drivers who drive, you know, the, who do the home delivery? Yeah, yeah. Apparently they have in, woeful conditions. And also, they have woeful customer service. There's some AI engine that that spits out the driver's routes. Oh, so they've got to do it as quickly as possible. Yeah, and the AI doesn't know how to drive around in Sydney properly. Yeah, sure. And so, it creates these ridiculous routes that means that, you know, 1am, the drivers are still driving. So, the whole system designed to automate and speed up their routes and not allow them to slack off actually completely fucks up their... This is consistent with what we were seeing about it. AI, isn't it? It just seems to be a collection yeah. of ways to yeah. or, to make things automatically worse. Well, I think it's very. I mean, if you did ask an AI driver, what would an AI, you know, how would you, you know, be like a sort of gig economy driver around Sydney? It would just make things up. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I must say, ah, oh, I think you go via Penrith to get to the airport, don't you? <laughs> like, it, or you could just ask a Tesla the same question. <laughs> it does strike me, Charles, that um, an AI is likely to come up with a solution like buy a printer and print your own barcodes <laughs> in store. Ooh, do you think yeah, that listener that, was an AI? It's quite possible. Uh, but uh, uh, let me just complete this anecdote, which is, so I rang the union. I rang the Transport Workers oh. Union, which is the, the transport union. You've been doing some research. Yeah, and I and I said, look, I want to talk to somebody about all the shit experience that drivers. You know, this must be your wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. You know, surely you can get somebody to talk about it. And they said, oh, yeah, no, yeah, the... the Terrible conditions for the Coles and Woolworths drivers. As it turns out, though, we don't cover our union, the transport union, doesn't co- which covers truck drivers, hmm. doesn't cover those particular truck drivers. You've got to talk to the SDA, which is the Shoppies Union. Oh. Because actually, by some quirk of union demarcation, they've ended up with all the truck drivers. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. And so there you go. Well, I mean, you know, the world's most successful retail <laughs> business, Amazon, would have a much better solution to this. We just don't have just, unions. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if the workers start yeah. to unionise, you sack them. Yes. Isn't that what Starbucks has just done? And a lot of big companies have been doing No, the, no. The slightest but, hint of a union just sack everybody. No, to, to sack somebody because of the hint of a union would be illegal, Dom. I'm sure they were sacked just no, for, in, that's in America. for completely other reasons. In, in America, a far... 
better country for workers. <laughs> Far more efficient. Yeah. So there you go. Like Transport Workers Union can't do anything about truck drivers' conditions uh, or indeed the consumer conditions that the, the thing. Uh, Julie Collins, the housing minister, can't do anything about housing, probably because she's too busy, I don't know, approving coal mines and gas mines in Queensland. You know, if you want to li- tune in to a podcast that nobody talks to, then this is the podcast, which is why I think, um, you know, our next announcement, Dom, is mm. is long overdue. Long overdue. And which look, is that we, we, we looked at how much this podcast is truly worth, yes, didn't we? we did. Uh, and we did this at about mid-last year, and mm. we thought, well, it's probably worth, I don't know, eight or nine bucks. Yeah, right? come on, eight or nine bucks yeah. a month for the, for the ad-free edition with all the bonus episodes yeah. that we were yeah. going to do. And then... You know, six months later, we looked at it and we went, uh, well, no, obviously everyone else in Australia looked at it and went, no, it's not worth eight or nine bucks. No, we have got yeah. some very loyal paying yeah, subscribers we do, we do, um, yes. who I think who are wealthy, love. independently yes. wealthy. Yes. Well, thank you for supporting us. But no, we've we've decided that the, the one the one business in Australia that's putting down prices, and we might put out a press release, <laughs> the only business to yes. be dropping prices in the whole of Australia yeah. is the Chaser Report, which is now three ninety nine a month. To subscribe on Apple Podcasts yes. or on Acast Plus, I think we're doing our bit for inflation. I don't think Philip Lowe needs to raise interest rates anymore because actually Australia is now facing deflation. We've re- we've rebalanced the, the economy. The price of podcasts have plummeted. Yep, and th- and that must be a huge part of the grocery basket that the uh, Reserve oh, Bank monitors. So our pitch was going to be: look, it's just like buying us one coffee per month. Yes. Then we check the price of coffee, <laughs> and we see a significantly cheaper yes. than coffee at yes. three nine nine yes. per month. It's about it's a it's a it's a you know like maybe seventy five percent of a coffee. It's an instant coffee. It, yeah. It, no, well, it's four coffees from Seven Eleven. Aren't they two bucks now? Did, haven't they even they put their prices up? Oh fuck! You know we're screwed. So yeah. essentially, yeah. Um, pity Charles and I as we try to survive <laughs> in this increasingly expensive economy. And if you can afford four dollars a month to us to pay us to make the podcast, you'll enjoy it ad free, frankly, and it's a better experience. And look, we will have bonus episodes mm. in due course. Yes. And and ignore the fact that you can just press the th- thirty seconds forward button on your podcast app and skip the ads and skip the ads for free. Yeah. Just don't. Just, just, That's just, the ad-free, free version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, that's that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow with um, more stuff for less money. <laughs> they do know that it's free. Don't they? All the people who subscribe, do they realise that it's also available free? God, I hope not. <laughs> Our gear is from Road. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you tomorrow. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.